Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk About It, conversations with MRU counselors on managing your mental health, succeeding in school, and everything else you're too scared to ask. I am your host, Kobe Telek, and in today's episode, I'm sitting down with Michael Houston to talk a bit about his position within the MRU counseling team, the workshops he hosts, and how they can help students, and why he considers certain information valuable for student success. Michael is a registered psychologist and has been a counselor at Mount Royal University since 2001. Recently, he has put a spotlight on career success and anxiety, but has experience working with many different personal, career, and educational issues. I joined Michael in his office at MRU. Can you tell me a little bit about how you sort of became the designated careers guy here at MRU Counseling? I think what it was is there's always in in uh, post-secondary counseling, there's always there has always been a career function within counseling services. Most universities have a have a separate career services program, and usually uh, usually counseling interventions around career decision making are ho- housed in a counseling area. So how um, how I became that guy is when I when I came, there was no one else doing the workshop. I had a history. Uh, I'd worked. I'd worked at another university before I came to Mount Royal. I had a history uh, running a career workshop, and so I just. I started here. I started to run a run a once a month career workshop uh, called Finding Your Career Passion, and uh, that just that we started. That's been over. I don't. I think we're probably fifteen years now running that workshop. There's a time when it was really well attended. Less so the last few years with the pandemic, but. Uh, that just it ended up being something that was just a regular part of my schedule and pe- people started to know i think other other uh, student service providers on campus with learning services and with career services recognized that that was it was just an area that i was working in now <laughs> what i have to say is the it's not just me i do career work but it's not just me the whole team uh, does uh, does career counseling, but I end up running that workshop on a regular basis. How how often would you say you get students who come to you with that kind of I don't know what I want to do sort of issue? Well, there's I guess there's a range of concerns, right? There's the I have a rock solid idea about what I want to do, which is almost no students, but there's some of those right that have that. There's the students that uh, have some idea about what they want to do, and then there's there's students that have no idea. And that's I think that's a that's a reasonably small number of students. That's like maybe ten percent, fifteen, twenty percent of students that would say, I actually have no idea what I want to do. But the truth is the majority of students, probably over sixty percent, are uncertain about what they want to do, right? And the uh, the mythology around that, I think for students is that there's some there's just tremendous pressure around making a decision that they they tell uh, important people in their lives that they've made a decision or that they're wanting to make a decision. And there's pressure to declare something. And the truth about career development is that it's it's necessarily developmental, right? That you're you're learning about yourself just as a as a part of being here in university. You learn about yourself through your work experiences, through your relationships, and decision making can stretch over time. So it so it doesn't exactly answer your question, but um, the, the truth is that, that there's a large, large number of students that have uncertainty. And what's interesting about that from a, I guess, from a counseling or from a career intervention perspective is that there's a technology to, uh, to help on the one hand, 
And then the other thing is just to have the information that you're not alone. It's a, it's a huge stress reducer just to know that there's nothing terribly wrong. Like in fact, you, you don't know what you want to do or you're not completely certain there's something completely normal about you. And then we have tools. Then we have a way to figure it out. Michael also recorded a short guided visualization for us that he normally goes through during his workshops, which we'll play in just a moment. Use it to help dig deeper into what you'd like to do in life or just to get a taste out of what the workshop has to offer. I'm going to take a few minutes here to do a career meditation that allows you to think about yourself and some of the things that have gone so well for you in the past and also to think about some of the things you might like to do in the future as well. So just as you're sitting there, enjoying yourself, hearing the sound of my voice, you can remember a time when it was easy for you to learn something, to execute a skill, to add value, to make a difference, to have fun, and to be so engaged in what you were doing that you almost didn't have a sense of time going by. You were just aware of being in the process, not worried about the outcome, but heading steadfastly to create an outcome that you care about. And it's a nice memory. Let's take some time just to reflect on that memory and the difference you are making. And now here you are, thinking about your future, and you can drift forward to a time, say five, ten years in the future, and it's an ideal day. And on this ideal day, you have a morning doing things you care about, perhaps around other people that you care about. And as you go through your day, you'll be aware of yourself using strengths, adding value, making a difference, working and expending energy, but also aware that the things that you're doing are easier for you than maybe they are for other people. It's not that you don't work at it, but there's a quality of effortlessness to it. Do you enjoy working at it? And it's easy for you. And you could imagine going through your whole day doing certain things in the morning, using some different skills in the afternoon, adding value, making a difference in the afternoon, transitioning to your evening, enjoying the way you're spending time in your evening as well, working at the peak of your capacity, but feeling energized by the difference you're making.
We hope you enjoyed that piece by Michael or found it useful. For now, back to our interview. If one of those students is to walk through your door and they just say, I, I'm in my program, I'm not really sure what I actually want to do. What, what, what are the first steps you take yeah. with that prospective student? In our center, they probably end up at the front desk. Uh, it's just the best way to intervene, right? But often we'd refer them to the workshop, the uh, Finding Your Career Passion Workshop. And uh, that workshop's like an overview of everything you need to do uh, or to consider in order to make better career decisions. And the promise of the workshop isn't that you're going to leave with the answer. The 100% guarantee is that you'll have a better idea about yourself and who you are and what you care about. There's some, a lot of, uh, in that workshop, there's a lot of organizing around uh, what you like, what you care about, uh, what you're good at, uh, what, your, uh, what your natural abilities are. And then using all of that information that you have about yourself and comparing that with what you know about the world of work and also preparing to find out about what what else is out there but an, another big part of it is placing work in the i guess just as being one part of life right and for most people it's not actually the most important part it's one one part of the planning you're doing but if you think about work in the right way you're really thinking about it as a vehicle for helping you to express yourself uh, in other parts of your life as well. So the right work actually allows you to uh, pursue all the interests that you care about in a reasonable way and also to honor your most important values as well. So we're, so we're really replacing it in that context. We're choosing work not just so we can get a, an amazing job, that's nice, but so that you can express all the important parts of yourself in your life. So, And, and what students leave with from the workshop is an understanding of the, one is how much they already know about themselves that's useful for career decision-making, and then all of the things they need to do in order to move in the direction of making better career decisions. That's interesting that you talk about how much of the priority of the workshop is to take some of the stress off of, of being work uh, yeah. and the, your career uh, as like the number one priority to take away from that being, you know, that's not the only thing about you. I think a lot of the time when we're meeting people, we go, oh, hey, what do you do? Yeah. Kind of thing, like it becomes such a central pillar of how we identify ourselves. And so the workshop isn't just, you know, what do I want to do? It's making sure that what you do isn't all you do. Is that a yeah. fair way to put it? Yeah, that's right. It, well, it's really, it's it's trying trying to get away from the idea that there's this one thing that's going to make you happy, right? And, and what you're really trying to do is to find work that will allow you to express yourself in all the different parts of your life. So work that, work that will allow you to, um, take care of your leisure interests and if you want to volunteer or if you have a um, maybe you have an artistic passion or an athletic passion or you have your kind of fa family aspirations or fa family goals the right work or the right the right uh, constellation of roles uh, allows individuals to express themselves right so it's yeah it's uh, it's de-emphasizing the work the the finding work uh, as the number one thing that we're doing and just putting in the context of we're, we're trying to express ourselves in our, in our lives, right? So if somebody attends this workshop and comes out the other side of it, still maybe uncertain about things, that career counseling can still extend past that initial. 
that is that true? Yeah. If uh, so, I think what happens. Uh, I mean, sometimes the workshop is enough that people leave the workshop feeling like they've they've got enough information to go forward. And we do talk about how to how to carry forward with their research and with their organizing and how to how to think about their experiences uh, in a developmental fashion. So they might they might make a plan to to uh, I'm going to pursue this this year. I'm going to do these things in order to head in the direction of making a decision. But sometimes the workshop isn't isn't quite enough. And then what will happen is people that attend the workshop sometimes will book with a counselor after that. When we do the workshop, we set it up so that students are, are gathering and archiving information about themselves. And often what they do in the, when they meet with the counselor is they'll bring in a booklet of information about themselves. And that becomes a starting place for, for just in going into it a bit deeper. Right. So the workshop by itself uh, is significant and uh, and addresses uh, the career decision making needs in a comprehensive way. Yeah, but uh, but a lot of students follow up afterwards as well. Aside from uh, strictly the career aspect itself, when we talk about both these like career sort of issues and the career counseling itself, um, what kind of impact can they have on sort of the broader uh, mental health um, spectrum of a person? Um, for students, what we recognize is career decision-making and the, I guess, worry about arriving or worrying, worrying about um, being able to land in the labor market, right? There's sort of, that's one of the, I guess, one of the things that, that uh, students are looking for at a university is to get a job. If you ask students, what's the main reason you're going to university? The, the answer that you're going to, going to most commonly get is, I want to find a job. I want to find a good job when I graduate. So there's tremendous pressure uh, on students to make a career decision. And that pressure equates to stress and uh, worry. Uh, I think uh, I think there's uh, maybe me mental health concerns associated with that as well or that are exacerbated by like anxiety and depression. Just a sense of not being able to take care of this uh, critical uh, demand in their lives. And uh, so I'm just, I guess there I'm saying that career intervention, uh, because it helps students to deal with the demand to make a better career decision or demand to find their place in the labor market, um, that it addresses a number one stressor, right? And, and I think I'm just, I'm thinking of the National College Health Assessment that I, I think the figure, like every time we've done it, the figure is that 30% of students have have been significantly concerned or traumatized by worries about their their career decision or their career path in university. So we know it's a number one concern, and if we can do something to help students deal with that, we know that we're averting as other mental health concerns. We're for certain reducing stress. Uh, we're helping to boost student mental health overall just by addressing career related concerns. So for you, a success story is less about I found a job and it's more I am better equipped to make choices. 100% uh, a success would be a student who leaves being aware of themselves in a, in a bigger way. They have a stronger sense of their interests. They have a stronger sense of their values, of their strengths, of, like all, of, all of these things that are really strongly anchored to making better career decisions. But even more importantly, understanding how each of those pieces relates to making a better career decision. And we try to, we spell those connections out in the workshop. So the success for me is a student who leaves with all of this information, 
understanding how the information relates to making better career decisions, and then leaves with a plan for how to continue to gather and organize information and, uh, and to go, go about moving forward with their career decision making. And so if a student who maybe isn't from MRU, would that general like reflect on yourself, try and find out more about your interests and something, be something you recommend just generally? I would say if a student's going it on their own, I would say they can't go too far wrong with gathering information with their interests and their values, their natural abilities, um, their particular strengths, uh, maybe their, their needs and, and what, their, what their goals are for the future. Um, and having said all that, those all just increasing your awareness about air you know about you and uh, what you care about all of that's really really important and that's one big piece of information and then the other big piece is i guess is the world of possibilities as well and uh and that takes a bit of time but gathering information about the world of work the world of educational opportunities i i think it's possible to do a lot of that on your own i think uh i think to feel confident about what needs to be done that's probably where the workshop adds the most value is that students leave with real clarity about what they need to do to go further with their career decision making. If you said, uh, what should I focus on in order to make better career decisions? I'd say the evidence says, well, probably your best bet, if I could just pick two things, say, well, focus on your interests and your values. So what do you, what do you like? What are you authentically interested in? And what do you care about? What's important to you? and use those two markers as guideposts for making better career decisions. When you say values, is this from like a very like moral sense? Like how, how do you define values? So by values, I mean what is, in, what is in your whole life, what is important to you, and that might be actual parts of your life. So some people, they might say, well, family, right? They might say health, um, making a difference. They might think about ways of being like uh, integrity or honesty, um, those kinds of things, but and there's not as many. You know, I think interests can be a kind of a large list with some some items that are heavily loaded at the top of that list. With values, there's there's fewer of them, I think, and they're very very easy to prioritize. Uh, it's easy, you know, when when you when you're comparing two things like, uh, let's say, you value financial security on the one hand and you value health on the other hand. It's very very easy uh, for people to prioritize those things are family versus financial security. Maybe that's harder, harder to do with financial security is about taking care of your family. But when I talk about values, it's really, it's what's important to you. And, uh, you know, the research on career satisfaction or career and life satisfaction is that interests, interests tend to be an important part of that equation. People are happiest when they're doing things they like to do. That shouldn't surprise any of us, right? Mostly we're happier doing things we like to do, but, uh, uh, people are also happiest when they're doing things that they care about as well. And then how strengths fits into the picture. Often pe people are happiest when they're in their work, in their life, when they're doing things that they do well. So strengths actually do factor into it. And, and there's overlap. You know, we, often we tend, to, uh, we tend to get good at things that we're interested in. We tend to get good at things that we care about that are more important to us as well. But Sorry to say, you, you couldn't go too far wrong. Uh, you said just focus on two things. I would say interests and values. And if you said, well, throw a third in, Mike, I'd say, well, well what are you good at? <laughs> you know, what comes naturally to you? 
would say that, and then be aware of what, what you need. What do you want, right? You can, to some extent, you can, you can be thinking about what you want for your future as well. Is there anything else you'd like to tell somebody who is worried or feeling the stress either from family members or whoever about figuring out what their career is going to be? I would just say, uh, I think where we started, Kobe, that if you're concerned, and in particular, if you're feeling alone, I, I want to assure you that you're in fact, you're not alone, that in fact, you're part of the large majority of students on campus who aren't completely certain about what they want to do. And uh, I would say it's one of those human problems that uh, that is, I guess, like other human problems. But you, like if you're, if you're pursuing a life that you care about and you're wanting to express your, yourself in meaningful ways in your life, you're not going to do any of that without running into problems. You're not going to do any, any of that without feeling stressed. And you know, when I think about counseling and I think about our work, I really, uh, I don't want to say it's about problem solving, but I, what I want to say is if you have a problem that you're completely human and there's not, and there's not something terribly wrong uh, at all, right? That's, that's really what we deal with is helping, helping people to uh, organize their, their resources and to bring their decision-making power to solving uh, what most of the time is a really human concern that, uh, that comes up when people are pursuing things they care about. That was Michael Houston with MRU Counseling. This series is powered by Shaw and a part of the community podcast initiative based out of MRU. It was produced on Treaty 7 territory where we are grateful for the opportunity to create, learn, and grow. Since mental health is a universal issue, we hope all voices can enjoy the land with continued respect and appreciation for the people who call it home. Special thanks to our partner, MRU Counseling, and of course to Michael Houston for joining me. You can learn more about MRU Counseling and book a free appointment at mru.ca counseling. That's counseling with two L's. You can also follow at MRU Live Well on Instagram for more resources and wellness events on campus. Be sure to subscribe to the show to get to know MRU counselors and hopefully learn a little more about yourself. And don't forget, if you're struggling, reach out and don't be afraid to talk about it.